you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> this ad is sponsored by Tea's Tea. Need to relax, sleep better, combat PMS pains, or maybe you're ready to kickstart your wellness goals. Tease gives their customers an opportunity to self-empower their goals by choosing the best type of tea to complement their desires. At the same time you are investing in women around the world, Tease donates a portion of proceeds from every order to organizations dedicated to the empowerment of women. To date, Tease has impacted over 30 organizations dedicated to improving the lives of women. Good Girls Behaving Badly listeners can get 20% off their first order with the code Good Girls. How are you feeling today? Our friends at Tease have a T for that. Visit TeaseT.com. That's T E A S E T E A.com. Hey, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty chill. Mm-hmm. On Friday, I spent time with my grandparents. Um, Saturday, I was pretty much in the house all day. I got almost all of my laundry done. Um, once again, still getting unpacked. Mm-hmm. And I was actually able to rest the past few weekends and weeks between work. And uh, y'all know, I know y'all gonna get tired of me bringing up my house, but sorry. <laughs> in my house, mm-hmm. getting things settled. I just feel like I've been nonstop. Yeah. And so yesterday was a moment where I literally wasn't on a schedule. I didn't have necessarily anything to do. Mm-hmm. So it felt pretty cool to sit. But you know, I'm so used to running around that like after a couple of hours, I was like, okay, shouldn't I be doing something? <laughs> it's right. like I'm in such a routine sometimes, which is bad, that when you get downtime, you feel like, should he be doing like why do you have so much free time yeah, yeah. sometimes I, that happens to me I'm I like, like you yeah. probably should be doing something and it's right. like no you did what you needed to do yeah. like take a moment and even when you do have other things to do sometimes taking a moment to relax is necessary like you just it need is. that time so I'm my, <laughs> my therapist was basically she wasn't as nice about it but um, telling me how I need to relax just take, take check-ins with mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to be doing that more. Good. Okay. Um, my weekend, I don't, what did I do Friday? I don't remember what I did Friday. I might have just went home. Okay. I think I just went home, so we'll go with that. Because okay. <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Um, Saturday, I went to the movies. I saw Widows, which was good. Um, went to the farmer's market breakfast, kind of just hung out for the day, um, and then was in the house watching, um, I forgot what it's called, The Haunting on Hill House, or whatever, and Mm -hmm. I finished that, well, I watched, I started in the middle, but I finished it today, um, and today I just kind of chilled in the house, I watched HGTV (laughs) for like four hours, relaxed, (laughs) um, and, like, I did a little bit of client work this weekend and, like, did laundry and stuff just to complete my to-do list for the weekend. But it was very much kind of a chill weekend. It was nice outside for the most part. Well, not, I won't say nice. It was a nice temperature. 
it was very foggy, but it wasn't like cold. It wasn't like freezing. Right. So it was a nice day to like just be outside and kind of um, walk around. It so. was twilight weather is what I call it. It was twilight Isn't weather. Isn't it? Like yeah. when it's like the sun's not out, but it's not raining, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's not freezing. Right. And it did kind of rain at some points and it was like, it was misty. I hate but that. I know. I'm like, just pour or don't do anything. This mist stuff is getting on my nerves. For real. But um, yeah, that was my weekend so all right what do we have in media so um one i want to give a rest in peace to the creator of spongebob yes steven hillenberg passed away he's mm-hmm. been battling um als mm-hmm. since 2017 yeah so like spongebob for me is a huge 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 part of my childhood yes I literally, it is on my bed right now. I sleep with it every night. Mm-hmm. A fleece SpongeBob blanket mm-hmm. that I love. <laughs> yeah. Um, and after I've recently just purged a lot of my stuffed animals, I've kept like five, and one of them is a SpongeBob. <laughs> one is Shrek. Mm-hmm. Another one is Scooby Doo, <laughs> and I also have Simba because <laughs> these are some ones that I could not. Oh, and I'm also in the mood, in the way I'm recovering my bubbles. Powerpuff Girl one because uh, she's a little dirty, yeah. so I'm cleaning her, and she'll be staying as well. Right. So just a rest in peace because yeah. I. I have like seasons of Spongebob on DVD. I love Spongebob and it's the weirdest thing about it is, not now but like a year ago there was like, oh Spongebob has been on like 18 19 years. I was Mm -hmm. like, what the? It didn't seem, for me it didn't seem like it's been And I know at one point I just stopped watching it so I probably didn't watch it that long (laughs) but. I mean (laughs) I watched, I feel like classic Spongebob. Right, yes. So we'll put it that way. Because I'll still watch Classic, classic SpongeBob. Right. Like, I'll right. still Krusty Krab Pizzas the Pizza. Like, I'll still watch those. <laughs> right, right, so. right, right. And people say that my laugh is similar to SpongeBob, so me and him somehow have a kindred spirit. Even though he didn't do the voice of SpongeBob, he's the creator. So, another just rest in peace to um, George H.W. Bush. He passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, people getting a whole day off of work. Yeah, the government, That's crazy. my mom was letting me know. He lived a long life. He was the oldest living president. Mm-hmm. So rest in peace to him as well. And mm-hmm. also, because Alaska mm-hmm. had a seven point on the Richter Square earthquake. Like, yeah. good Lord. Yeah. So prayers to them as they recover. I saw one footage of like a courtroom. Mm-hmm. It's like, it didn't look real. Like, you know it was real, but the way that space Lord. was shifting... Lord. I have been so freaked out. Yeah. Like I'm great. Like we had one a couple say, years ago. And oh, I remember I when we moved in, move in there. I didn't even feel that one. I did. But there was one couple years back. It was early in the morning. I remember I was peeing and I was half asleep. So I thought I was like <laughs> just like stumbling on the toilet and then later on in the day I realized that wasn't me. <laughs> that was an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, cuz the last one I experienced was move-in day college. Well, sophomore move-in day. Um, yeah, because my dad, he was sitting in the car, and I think, like, I was walking past the car. And he felt the car start moving. He like, who's jumping on my car like that? And I'm like, it's the ground, not a person. And, like, people on the Bay Bridge, like, it was a mess. But, yes, please pray for all the people in Alaska. So now I have some honorable mentions. 
One, I have a shout out to Ariana Grande in her new video. Girl, I was gonna give her a shout out too. Claps, 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 claps. First of all, she got like 56 million views in 24 hours because everyone was so like into it. Yeah. So she did her thank you next, mm-hmm. parodying Mean Girls, mm-hmm. Legally Blonde, Bring It On, and yes. 30 to Go On 30. Yeah. Classic. 2000s films, yeah. classic films from and childhood like and teen. Ariana Grande fan, but the but that video, was a good video to me, video of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that was video of the year. <laughs> like you. that was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was cute that Chris Jenner. Yeah, how appropriate. I said, you know that's you, girl. Know yourself. You and I think it was fun that she was, was like, you know, being in it. She was being herself. Dope, dope. <laughs> Dope. It was really good. So I had to bring that up because I was like, <laughs> as soon as I saw the video clip, because I saw a video, a picture of her in the Bring It On, mm-hmm. and it was like, thank you, next coming coming soon. And I was like, oh, Bring It On. <laughs> and so when I watched the whole video, I was like, oh, Dope. Yeah. And they were, it was so good. Spot on. Spot yeah, it was so good. on. Yeah. All of it. At some point, I'm like, well, I know at some points they just put her in with scenes from the movies. But at other points when it was like new people, it still was like so seamless. No, it was like they really did their homework. Uh, yeah, they did a good job. And it worked. It was just dope. Like yeah. I wanted to sit and like watch all those movies after I <laughs> right after yeah. I saw that. Honestly. I was like, dope. Okay, yeah, it was so good. Also, just a shout out to um, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Her book has sold more than two million copies in fifteen days. It's crazy. Wow. It's in its sixth printing. And so, basically, she just shut it down. And her memoir is the best-selling hardcover book of the year. Mm-hmm. I um, don't have the book yet. Did you get it? You no, had, I yet. want to get it. I would like to read it. I wonder but, if she reads the audio version. I, when there's people whose voices I can recognize, I like listening to it. Right. I'm behind on some of my books, so I haven't read it yet. But yeah. it'll be in queue. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, moving on. I want to give an update on when we talked about Tyrese and his ex-wife, Norma, and she was living life. (laughs) And so the judge ruled in favor of Tyrese, as he should. (laughs) Tyrese was basically saying he has no issue paying child support, but he's Mm -hmm. not about to, like, support her. her. He wants to pay the child, and she needs to get a job. And basically the judge agreed, Mm -hmm. as he should. like. But Shame even though he's paying, she still could not get a job. But that's what I'm saying. (laughs) He's still doing... He's The child... And that's the icky part about it mm-hmm. to me when you with a celebrity because the thing is, if I'm giving you twenty grand a month, mm-hmm. it should just be for the child, right? Right. As in private school or college fund or whatever, mm-hmm. or because I'm a celebrity, so I can do Gucci, my kid do Gucci, then that, right? You know, because that's what they say in the argument. Yes, yes, is that they have the same quality, right? But if that's the case, but that the doesn't mom mean don't need to have Gucci too. It don't, and that doesn't mean. <laughs> 20 grand, 10,000 of the 20 grand is paying your mortgage. Mm. I don't... I mean, some of it should go towards the mortgage. I, I, believe. I believe, but I'm yeah. saying like... The full thing. Yeah. If prior to you having that support, you mm-hmm. weren't in a six-bedroom, four-bedroom mm-hmm. home in Calabasas. <laughs> all, that's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, maybe you could do that. a townhouse in Calabasas. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, do you know what I'm saying? I get it. That's all I'm saying. That You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> This shouldn't be a come up. I don't, that's exactly what I'm saying. Right. I don't think it should be a come up. But you should receive support. Period. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Okay. Moving on. Miss <laughs> um, Funky Deneva. Who? Set, 
He's a guy. He like does gossip. Okay. Dineva. Maybe I think it's Dineva, not Dineva. Anyway. Okay. He was on the Queen's Court. Oh, Lord. And made some remarks about Blue Ivy. Oh. Saying like she was ugly, like inappropriate things. And so the funny thing is in the clip, he said something like, along the lines of like, he's not apologizing, whatever, whatever. Here we are. Where he did a video publicly apologizing. Uh-uh. And the thing is, is one. Because the beehive probably came for that. Bye. Okay. <laughs> booze, booze, sting, sting. Y'all know beehive don't play. <laughs> they will shut your comments down. <laughs> no. Okay. Woo. So I thought that was funny that they shut com- com- uh, comments down. On mm-hmm. the second hand is. You don't ever need to talk about nobody's don't child. Talk about people, kids. I don't understand why people don't get that. No, me. Either. Why do you even want to? Yeah. Talk about Beyonce. Talk about Jay Z. Mm-hmm. What does the kid have to do with anything? Right. Nothing. Right. So it's shame on you. Last um last story is Miguel and his longtime girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is nine. I don't know. It's N A Z A N I N. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. They got, finally they got married. And so, between Joel Santana mm-hmm. and his fiance and Miguel and his new wife, there was all this debate again about, you know, because Miguel and his lady were together for 10 years. Right. But I'm going to say the difference. I would say but the difference to me, because I don't know how Joel Santana, how old he is. Right. Or Cabela. <laughs> But okay, she's looking up the ages. But I will say for Miguel, I don't know how to pronounce her name, and his wife. They started dating when they were like 18. Joelle Santana is 36, and Kim Bella is uh, her age not coming up. But so she's probably around that age, right? So then they started dating. She was born in 83, so 35. So they started around 25. Right. Now, I will say, when you start dating someone at 18, mm-hmm. I can understand why you would date them longer mm-hmm. than if you were 25, 26. I really do. Yeah. Because, I mean, as we've mentioned before, so much changes in your early 20s. For real. That, like, kudos to being with the same person that whole time. Because you had to grow, that. right? Jesus, you change so much. Your values could change. Your Didn't opinions, work for me, child. Your opinions on things could change. So even if you do remain with the same person, you have to grow in the same direction. So who knows, you know, what they dealt with or what they went through during that period. I think it could take a little longer to get to marriage. That's all I'm saying. Honestly, I'm 26. Mm -hmm. I'm not dating no one at 26 for 10 years before we get married. Oh, no. 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 Now, if I start dating you at 18 and you got married at 28... That's a different story. That's yeah. not the same. Yeah. But at this age, you're not going to have me out here for 10 years before you marry me. Right. That's just for me. I agree. I agree. But that was it regarding my media that I would care to discuss. Okay. Um, well, we also had a question of the week. Um, so our question was, what's a body part that you wouldn't mind losing? Um, Ryan Stowe said the appendix or wisdom teeth. Miss Lovable Kiki said stomach. And I have to say this, guys. <laughs> I know y'all mean the fat on your stomach. <laughs> right, but no, not. Because let's be clear. You losing your stomach 
is not going to make a pleasurable living experience. That's right. Because several people said that. And I'm like, you don't literally mean your stomach. I know you don't. Right. That is like, you wouldn't enjoy that. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, Goody Boss said my hot pocket, which... I think stomach, fupa, <laughs> maybe. I I've only heard people call their vagina their hot pocket. So I, I don't feel like that was interesting. I don't feel like that person means <laughs> their vagina. I thought my hot pocket like a fupa. Okay, well let's let's go with that. <laughs> I felt like a fupa. Because if it was a vagina, I would. I need. I, I got questions. I, I would want to. I, I feel like it was along the lines of stomach, but maybe like your fupa, okay, like okay. hot pocket. Okay. Okay. I could be wrong. <laughs> um, Black Noise eighty seven said stomach. The single gal guy said my stomach. The big DM said belly button. That's weird, but you know belly buttons really do freak people out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Them. The M Manuela. Said stomach. I'm assuming all y'all mean is fat. Yeah. They talk about the gut. I know. Y'all don't really mean y'all stomach. I don't. That's not a good life. Right. So, Sinead, what would you lose? I think Ryan had good ones like your wisdom teeth, appendix. Things that you do not need to still live a healthy life. Mm -hmm. Like, I just got my wisdom teeth pulled early this year. So, something like that. Yeah. I would say. Or your spleen. You, you can I was going to say spleen. I was going to say spleen. Because I can't be losing too many body parts. I'm already missing one. <laughs> so I would go with something along those lines too. Spleen. Or like, yeah, just chop all the fat. Like, well, in the right places. But It's not a body part though. Is your you fat, so? uh, fat is a body part? I think. No. I don't consider Well, your... people consider like skin a body part. Or organ. But skin is literally an organ. Fat is not. Hmm. Okay. So that's why, you know, I mean, I get it. I want my fat gone too. So it's no shade. It's no just shade. Take about the back it. fat then. If I gotta select a certain area. I just feel like. Oh, handles. Take those. Um, but thank you guys for answering. Always pay attention to um, our questions on Thursday. She Orgasms is a natural supplemental vitamin to further improve a woman's sex life. We blend together the finest herbs that will enhance your mood, focus, and energy. It will help you experience total body arousal and regulated blood flow to heighten your climax. Intensify your desire and hunger toward your partner. Increase your vaginal lubrication more than ever before. Not to mention maintaining the overall health of your vagina. She orgasms will help keep you wet and engaged the entire time. Get your bottle today at www.sheorgasms.com and follow our Instagram at sheorgasms and get ready to experience sex like never before. Happy coming! So. Um, our topic this week, it honestly came up from organic conversation today. Um, usually, we kind of think of it in advance, but we were just talking before the show. We were just like, we just need to record this because it's kind of organic conversation. So we were talking about a lot of um, the ways in which women reinforce 
um, hyper masculinity and uh, negative behavior, like lifeisms mm-hmm. from, and I call it. I said like sometimes auntie don't know what she's talking about, <laughs> right? Like because you have this age range of women, we and, we, and young women say like auntie because they're not quite old enough to be your mother. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're too old to be your sister, so mm-hmm. they're like this auntie. Or they could be old enough to be your or, mom. Or they a friend. Just, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. People say auntie all the time. Right. And I was just saying, what started was I had a conversation with a colleague mm-hmm. about just some of her preferences when it came to men. And one, I just felt like it was childish. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it went into that like hyper maximally reinforcing it because mm-hmm. she spoke about how like we were talking about Mary to Madison. If you watch Mary to Madison, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, we did skip TV, but. Oh, Dr. G Quads, about to be ex-husband, mm-hmm. has like a higher voice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was comments made like, oh, I probably wouldn't even date him because of his voice. Now, granted, his voice is a little annoying. Not to me because it's like higher, but mm-hmm. he just kind of has an annoying voice. It happens. Yeah. yeah. For, so for me, like, I would not. If I was interested in him, his mm-hmm. voice wouldn't stop me. And right. for her, I felt like it was very superficial. Right. Cause, and I was saying, I have experienced times where it's like, I may have been texting the person and I had um, a perspective of what I thought their voice sounded like. And then when I heard it, it was like, oh, that don't match what I thought I heard. Which is why I always encourage people, if you do online dating, to meet as soon as possible or like speak to them as soon as possible but i think it's something totally different to be like you just meet somebody and like their voice is annoying it's like oh no we can never date like that's weird i think me. that's superficial <laughs> yeah but then it went on to talk about like you know wanting someone who can express themselves but don't express themselves too much it was like what yeah. do you that's dumb and mm-hmm. i felt like i've had conversation like that with older women i've had that whether it's young friends women too, yeah. young women too but i'm mm-hmm. saying with this whole like they so, should. They shouldn't express themselves as much. Well, I'm gonna say this: you get to a certain level of age. I know there are older women in my life, mm-hmm. friends, associates, colleagues, etc. Because you're younger, they want to like give you a whole bunch of unsolicited advice, right? <laughs> right. Which Sometimes, I which I don't really like. Advice, so that's but... what my first thing was. Mm-hmm. It was like you're telling me. Don't you just do that? You need to find a guy who does, and it's like, and you are with, <laughs> or your life is. And I think, and it's not like, and that sounds shady, but like, mm-hmm. I'm saying that to say that sometimes, and mm-hmm. I said this earlier, it's like wisdom doesn't equate to older age, and no. I feel like you can get yourself on the wrong track by just being like, oh, they're older, they live more. That doesn't necessarily mean they lived. Well, or they right. made a great example and, of how you should right, behave. Right, right. Because it's like if you did make mistakes and had more experiences, cool. But did you learn from the mistakes to then be qualified enough to give me advice on it? Um, or are you still behaving the same way you always have, and you ain't learned your lesson, and now you try and have me live the same way that you living? Which right. I don't want. Right. <laughs> that's, and that's what I mean. Right. So it's kind of just like no. Right. Because I actually, I was having a conversation with someone, she's the same age as us, but she has a child. I think her daughter is like three or so. And she was talking about, you know, about to start dating and or whatever. And she was like, her ex cried too much because like when the daughter was born, he cried. I'm like, that's a time where I would expect a man to cry. Like, or, you know, be emotional because you just brought a child into this world. But who cares when a man cries? Right. I guess my, I'll take it, I'll elevate it. 
Who cares when he cries? Yeah. Why does that matter to you? Right. I think it would matter to me if he never cried. Then I'm like, I got questions. <laughs> like, why have you never cried? Like, That's I don't weird to me. I think it's weird to be like, oh, I don't know if to cry, but you could cry mm-hmm. because, you know, he won't come over tonight. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. sometimes it can be dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, who can tell each other the barriers of how emotional someone can be or, or is too emotional? What's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's, it's okay. All subjective. Right. I think it's okay to say, I've never dealt with someone that's emotional, so mm-hmm. I need to adjust to it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. But to be like, oh, I don't want to win too emotional. But then you get upset when, then I'll hear from the same women out here, like, I don't want to be too emotional. I'll hear the same complaint of, well, he's not opening up to me. And I just feel like, and I'm like, but you don't don't. even want, you're sending him signs of don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, but I feel like, you know, I don't know enough or he's not, I have to pull teeth to get him to express himself. Because you made it clear that you don't really want him to express himself. Right. So why should he express himself? It's it's like you want to give him times that he needs to express himself. But he don't need to be doing it all the time. Like, that's weird to set those boundaries for people, their emotions. And I don't know no women, emotional, not emotional, who would accept that from a dude telling her, like, cut it out. Do you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. Or you be emotional when I'm ready to be emotional. <laughs> that's rude. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know anyone who would accept that. Even no. women I know who aren't that emotional, who aren't mm-hmm. as open, mm-hmm. still will want to be told. When or when not to be emotional. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And I just feel like you gotta be just along with the whole auntie thing was just like if you have older friends, mentors, mm-hmm. your literal aunt, etc. Mm-hmm. Not to say take with a grain of salt, but like just keep your options open. Unless there's someone you really trust and they're a genuine mentor to you, someone you admire mm-hmm. in their lifestyle and that mm-hmm. element of their lifestyle, at least when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like you should just just pay attention because I feel like the the more the discoveries that I've made in myself through therapy, mm-hmm. sometimes when I've had when I have conversations now, I look at them differently because yeah. it's like, <clears throat> right? Like yeah. you you clearly still battling with something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or it just makes me even think of like I used to, and I still love Sex in the City. I mm-hmm. can watch it. When I was younger, mm-hmm. I thought they were so dope. These women, their fashion, their clothes, their men, whatever. Me watching it now, I can still enjoy it. Right. But they are the most issued, filled women. Oh, yeah. Childish. I mean, don't know how to be intimate. I mean, don't know how to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Daddy issues, mommy issues. I mean, it just reeks out of them. And But it was so revolutionary because even seeing that much of women was unheard of at that point. And they were, I mean, they needed therapists, oh, all yes. of them, each of them, individually. It was ridiculous. Right. And so I can watch it now, still enjoy and it. And all they would do is go to each other to get more bad advice. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can still watch it and enjoy it, but it's the thought of, like, realizing from a different perspective, because I'm more mature and I know mm-hmm. myself more, and I know where my hurt lies. Yeah. You can see where others, you can see how people have unsettled things mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying with maybe friends who are older or relatives who are older who are giving advice or mm-hmm. telling you what you should do and it's like but you still have some things to unpack mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like i hear you mm-hmm. but i don't necessarily have to apply because my thing is 
I don't like unsolicited advice, but I've also learned to choose your own battles, and it's easier to just let them say it. That's true. Right? Sometimes. Here am I, for me. Sometimes, sometimes I'll be like, no, I feel like correcting you today. Right? <laughs> it depends on the It day. depends on the topic where I'm like, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like, go ahead, talk, girl. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't got to take it. <laughs> I know I used to get into, like, hardcore debates with, like, a friend. She's older. Mm-hmm. Um... At the time, she was married, and she has a child, and so she would talk to us like we were kids, and so it was like, no, I'm just as grown as you are. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, in my 40s, but I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. I pay my own bills, Mm -hmm. and would tell me how we need to be in relationships, whatever like that, and then I would see her and hers, and it was like, ooh, (laughs) either one, you need to follow your own advice, well, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people. And if that's a struggle, yeah. or two, no, ma'am, I don't want a relationship <laughs> like that, well, like straight why, up. And and this is gonna sound shady, but I would ask it in a non shady way. But that's why sometimes when people give advice, I wanna, I ask, how has that worked for you? <laughs> and that, I said it was gonna sound shady. It depends on your tone. But yeah, if you have to go about, cause then. You have to make it seem like, and I mean, this is genuine. You want to hear their experience with how, when they did something, how effective it was. Because not only do I want to know that you preaching what you, you know, you doing. Right. But I want to actually know maybe how you went about it. But I don't want to hear something that you haven't actually done. Because then it's like, all right, I'm going to take, I'm going to listen, but I'm not just going to execute it. Because I don't even know if it works for you. You could just be talking outside of your neck. So, and I guess it depends on how you learn. Like for me, I learn more by learning what not to do. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes with women that I've come across, young and old, mm-hmm. and see the decisions they made. Like I'm an observer, so I learn a lot from just people watching. Mm-hmm. And like I might even be in a situation, but I'm like, if I ever come across this situation, note to self: don't do that. <laughs> like right. that's like yeah. That's how it is for me sometimes. Yeah. Or more of a, I hope I don't do something like that if I was right. in this situation. Right. And I feel like, for me, most of my lessons, mm-hmm. especially with relationships, is watching others and going, nope, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't think I learn most of mine that way. I just be learning stuff the hard way. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm such an observer, like... I don't want to crack my face. Mm-hmm. I want to watch you crack yours and learn, don't go that far. Because right. you're going to crack yours. <laughs> right. And watching you crack yours mm-hmm. look painful. <laughs> so I don't want to crack mine. So I I'm going to, so for me, mm-hmm. watching others, whether they're my age or older, especially if they're older because they've lived longer and they have had more experiences, mm-hmm. I'm looking like, I probably won't do that or I hope I don't do that. Well, see, I just think that maybe I learned differently because I don't have that many older women in my life that I, I, I talk to about relationships. I do. My, honestly, the one older woman I probably talk to about relationships is my boss. That's it. To be honest, the rest are people my age. That's I, it. I guess I've been, I have an old soul, as I've been mm-hmm. told my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of my friends that I made from work, mm-hmm. um, and even at church, I gravitate towards older people, period. Mm-hmm. Not just women, mm-hmm. but women, really. Like, I think about, for example, there's a group of women I'm friends with you know, at work and I'm the youngest and it's not like a two year age gap. It's like a 10 year plus. Right. 
and I hang out with them. Yeah. And they're in different stages of your life. Some are single, some are racial, some are married, some mm-hmm. are kids. So it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy hanging out with older women more sometimes than women my age. And I'm not saying yeah. I'm more mature. Right. But I am pretty mature for my age. I always yeah. have been. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I gravitate towards older women. Mm-hmm. One, just because I'm an old soul. But two, I do like hearing their experiences because mm-hmm. I'm such a person who likes to observe others and see how different paths work for them. Granted, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So it's not saying that, like, if she did option B, I would never try option B. Mm-hmm. I may still want to do option B, but I would keep that in mind. You know what I mean? I'm not, right. like, mm-hmm. watching people to the point where I don't make a decision because it didn't work out for them. Because sometimes that's just not how life works. Right. But I just keep it in mind as I'm mm-hmm. going down a certain path or I'm dealing in a certain situation. So I have several older women in my life some who I admire mm-hmm. and then some who I love but they definitely have some stuff they probably still unpacking are we defining older as like 30s 40s I'm saying like 40s okay 40s got you okay because I was like 30s I don't really count as older <laughs> no me either <laughs> I, I be grouping them in with our age for real no no I'm talking some of the women when I all of what I just said the mm-hmm. women that pop in my mind are 40 plus got you okay yeah I don't have none of that <laughs> <laughs> because and then I was gonna say even like women that like I said I put myself in that same age group because I do think we're kind of mature a lot of times when they talk about their dating experiences it seems so problematic to me that I'm like oh I don't even want to hear your advice or like when we are speaking and I'm giving my perspective they like oh you're so millennial right don't you hate that <laughs> it's such an insult I get so sick of that or they be like, well, you don't, you're young, you don't know. And it's like, I am young mm-hmm. and I got that. Mm-hmm. But for me in my life, there is certain elements of myself that I know. So right. when I say nah, I mean nah. Mm-hmm. Or like, I remember a past colleague I used to work with, mm-hmm. who I love, was telling me about. You know, when I was saying the type of qualities I was looking for in a guy, she was like, why did you get older? You may start picking stuff off because, like, guys just aren't like that. And I was thinking, like, I was like, so what do you, I'm supposed to, like, settle? Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you don't have to settle. We just have to keep that in mind. So, in my mind, I'm like, nah. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, you're flexible on, like, superficial things, but, like. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, there is some truth to that, but it's only on things that are not as high. And the thing that I was talking about were, like relationship must yeah a certain level of communication yeah a level of financial literacy like mm-hmm. i didn't say be rich i said financial literacy you know what i mean mm-hmm. knowing and so then because of that advice mm-hmm. and the way that she feels and you see her life and her relationship's gone uh-uh maybe <laughs> you should have stuck to it mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean in a sense of because i get it like you get older women feel like they have to start slashing stuff off the list mm-hmm. because they want companionship mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, that's not important. Okay, it's not important. And I get it. Start slashing on the superficial side, right? right? On the things that are lower on your value. Like I just said it before we were recording. When we start dating nerds, like we don't we don't have <laughs> the to ones date. that you think are just your brothers. Like Right, right. Start dating your brother. Okay? Like the one that's always been there, the family friend. Like, right. That you look at like a cousin. Maybe you need maybe to Maybe you need to be kissing cousins. I just feel like maybe we need to get rid of like the, you know, he needs to be this way. You got to have this type of this swag. Height. Oh, that's the thing that most annoys me. The height thing. And people say, I don't understand because I'm short. Cool. 
grain of salt of what I had to say. But that annoys me so Look, much. Here, here, here's someone. <laughs> when they be like, he gotta be 6'3 or over. Really? You know I don't need him to be. Men are not over 6'3. Like, I don't need him to be 6'3. <laughs> but I will say for myself, <laughs> please be able to look at me in the eye. <laughs> I can look at you in the eye. No. Yes, I can. When we're standing up, I can look at you in your eyes. You and I are not eye to eye, my dear. <laughs> okay. How tall are you? 5'2. No. Okay, we must just define looking in the eyes differently. I'm saying, like, I want us to align, literally, eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> that's not going to happen with you and I, Sydney. It's not. Okay, that's why I said we define right, it differently. But like, I'm not dating no dude that's 5'2. I'll say that. I'm 5'8. No. Just be And so that's why I said maybe my advice on height, don't listen to it. Fine. No, I'm not someone who needs. Six feet. You feel me? <laughs> Can you be five eight? <laughs> I think that. I mean, that's the average height for men, anyway. I think so. that's reasonable. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So I do have a height thing. And see, I don't. Height has never been on my. You list. don't. It doesn't but matter. I know people say it doesn't matter for me because I'm short. It really kind of don't, unless you literally meet the love of your life. He's a dwarf. That's the only time I, I could date someone shorter than me. He wasn't a dwarf. He's close, man. Cause you're five two. So how short was he? You're I getting think that... he was five foot even. Okay, well he's close. You're getting that four eleven, four ten. I think you're in like that category. You're getting there. I guess. Cause I believe there's a difference between like little people and dwarfs. Yes, there is. And I believe is. dwarf is the right name. Yes, it is. Dwarfism. Right, dwarfism. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm just saying. <laughs> So I do have a height thing, but it's like, can you just be my height? But okay, so if at 30, we're still single, and you meet a guy that's 5'6", and he checks everything else off, you're not going to pass up on him? I would require him to wear lifts. <laughs> Girl! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I know I just let him really loud in y'all ears, but that was hilarious. He <sighs> could get two-inch lifts <laughs> to be my height. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, no. I uh, but I'll be honest. Like, I would address it though. You would address it how? Like, you're kind of short. <laughs> Obviously, we like we already made a connection, so I can joke. As with a about short it. person, I hate when people say that. Like, thanks. I know. To me, though, when you're little as a woman, is not the same as like when you're short as a male. I think people perceive it differently. I really do. Mm-hmm. Women, it's not so. It's not stacked against you like that. You could, you know, six foot guy like you, five foot guy like you. It's not the same where I do women. Women judge more severely with the height. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's what I'm saying is that's not something that men can control. So is that fair? Sure, it's not. But okay. it is what it is. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. It's preference, I guess. <laughs> right. But going back to what we were saying about the list, I think that's one of the Those are the things, things you can start slashing. Yeah. I'm saying, for me, going back to that person, mm-hmm. to me, they slashing on, they were slashing on the wrong side. <laughs> and They were like, oh, he ain't got to be, he don't got to love God. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to be careful with what side you slashing on. And frankly, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I told her, I was like, you slashed a little bit too much. I literally said that. Mm-hmm. And you wanted companionship so much, which I get it. Mm-hmm. You started just to accept anything. And that's not okay. Either. And that ain't cool either. So mm-hmm. once again, like I said, it's like, I 
for me, have learned the most from people mm-hmm. in a variety of ages of just like watching them and being like, mm, that's mm-hmm. not the move. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because I think when I look at what a lot of people want from men, well, I won't say a lot of people, but oftentimes I see that the um, characteristics that they're looking for are problematic or like could be reinforcing hyper-masculinity. I'm like... I feel like sometimes we need to look at ourselves and why do we want certain things? Like, what what is the value in requiring this from someone? And sometimes I think it's habit. I mean, yes. I think it's and tradition and raised, taught certain ways. In yeah. society, mm-hmm. it's easy to fall right in line with yeah. some of that stuff. Because I remember when I was little and what an uh, older woman in my church said something to me and what she said does have some truth to it, but some not some problematic to it so y'all know i have a problem like accepting money and stuff from people or whatever she was like oh you gonna have to get over that because when you older a man's gonna have to support you i'm like oh like get over it cool i get that part of it but saying that i have to get over it because a man's going to have to support me is just not true because i could support him as much as he supports me you know what i mean so i don't think that should be a reason for me to get over that. It's because I have to be prepared for a man to financially support me when I get in a relationship. Well, you said that makes me think of that clip from the dude from Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. We was talking about basically like men want to feel like needed. And if mm-hmm. you can basically do everything for yourself, mm-hmm. why am I around? Mm-hmm. It made me think of that. Mm-hmm. Which I think that was trash, by the way. Right. <laughs> right. I cold hardly, like, 100% <laughs> think mm-hmm. that's trash. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the negative perception of the independent woman. Because I've been called that before, and I'm like, mm, because, like, I think the thing about independent women, I'm doing air quotes, y'all can't see me. If I'm single, yes, I have to be able to pay my own bills. Yes, I have to cook. Like, who's paying Yes, it? I have to do these things. So it Yes, may, I have a job. Right. Like, so it may seem like I'm this independent woman, but if I'm by myself, then yeah, I have to do everything by myself. Now, when I'm in a relationship, then yes, we can, you know, give and take. What You do one thing, I do another. Yeah, that's going to change. But I think I'm like, why do y'all have this perception of independent women? It's like they single. Yes, they have to do these things for themselves unless you offer enough money for free, which is cool with me too. But. Uh, well, you know what? I think some like with that statement, with him saying that, it's mm-hmm. like he's looking for tangible ways mm-hmm. to support mm-hmm. a woman, and I feel like, like for me, I don't need anything tangible from you. Like, right? Like you just said, I'll take your money, <laughs> but I don't need it. Right? I need like stuff that I need like the emotional support. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, mental. I want us to build together. Right. Yeah. I don't. I think sometimes. That can be a a disconnect between mm-hmm. what men, because they're once again this kind of trained to be the provider, uh-huh. the the one, and it's like you. To me, what look? Mm, I mean, mm, okay. <laughs> you gotta think about how to work it. I did. Mm, okay. It's sensitive times today. Okay. So I like to be very mindful of what I'm saying. Okay. You feel me? Okay. Um, <laughs> basically, I was going to say, you know, this whole element of what do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. To me, mm-hmm. whatever gender you identify as, mm-hmm. 
why would you want someone who ain't got nothing to bring to the table? Period. Oh, yeah. I agree. You feel me? Yeah. So sometimes when men like that will say those comments, like, I want someone to need me, it's like, do you really? You really want to be responsible for like an adult mm-hmm. financial, you know what I mean? Like, because then, because you really, cause you're gonna complain about it. I mean, and she need money to live the rest of her life. Then you mad you your spousal support. I'm just saying, like, I just all I'm saying is like, why would you want any potential partner to bring nothing to the table? Yeah, no, I agree. Everyone should bring something to the table, and it, like we said, it's not always tangible. Sometimes it is emotional support sometimes it is us building a business together sometimes it's us raising our like raising kids together like so it's not always something tangible like oh i bring a good salary to the table and then the other person's like oh well, i bring a good credit score while two different people could bring those things it doesn't always have to be these tangible things that you're bringing to the table for the record i bring the table plates chairs Food, dessert, beverage, and to go to the table. Cha-ching. And he no, let me bring stop. all the same. And he should. <laughs> and he should. That's ideal. Let's have a feast. You feel me? Let's have a buffet of love. <laughs> right. But so You bring bacon too. I like bacon. You like bacon. We got actually bacon for all. <laughs> But oftentimes men will be like, you already got a full table. What is there left for me to bring? I'm greedy. (laughs) I'm greedy. More. More. Opulence. More. And oftentimes I think they think that way because they don't ask. They don't ask what you need at your table. Because, all right, let's. let's, Maybe I need my back cracked at the table. I can't crack my own back. Okay. That's let's, one example. That's all. Got you. Let's use Thanksgiving for example. Okay. And let's talk about the basic, basic, basic Thanksgiving meal. So let's say you got a turkey, okay. you got stuffing, you got yams, macaroni, and greens. Boom. Basic Thanksgiving That's meal. That's super basic. I said basic. Ain't no rolls. Some, some people. Rice and gravy. I left stuff out on purpose. Okay. Sorry. Some people will come to the table and be like, you already got the whole meal. What is there for me to bring? And like, I'm going to say to them. Where you been, brother? But you this is all you eat. You could bring desserts. You could bring rolls. You could bring all more sides. Another meat. Where the ham? Another ham. Right, right. I like two meats. (laughs) I'm greedy. That's my point, though. Is that sometimes men will be like, "Oh, all you want me to bring is rolls," and it's like, "No, I can take a ham." But you wouldn't know that unless you ask. So sometimes having that conversation of it may seem like I had my whole meal together. But I can are... always eat more. <laughs> I would love some macaroni and cheese <laughs> and sweet potatoes. Oh my god! But so I think it's all about having that conversation, and then also as women, not expecting a man to bring the whole table either. Like I said, everybody brings something. Everybody, it's a potluck between two people. Right. <laughs> I don't do that. It's well, two people at the table. We're, this is a relationship analogy, correct? Yeah. <laughs> it's two people at the table two and two people alone. <laughs> Unless we had kids, there's a couple seats for the children. Right. But we're still only two providing for the table. Right. I don't do that open stuff. No disrespect. No disrespect to anyone who does. But 
the table analogy needs to be changed to this is a potluck between two people and we're all bringing parts that can work together to create a great meal. But if you come to the table looking at what I have and assuming that this is all I need, that's not the right way to go about it. It always needs to be a conversation. I forgot how we even got there. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes, and they know this, we have a topic. And we, we kind of talk. Yeah. We just kind of, they just want to ride with us. No big deal. <laughs> right, right. It's life. Right. But um, I was also having this conversation, and this is going back to the reinforcing hypermasculinity. Um, and a, a woman asked, um, when men finally settle down, do you think it's because they messed up with the last one and decided that was enough or that the next one finally brought something better than the rest? I'm like, well, it could be neither because I think, and we can both speak to this, sometimes relationships could have been perfect at a different time in life. But at that point in time, it just wasn't it. And so it doesn't necessarily mean the one brought anything different than people from their past it just might mean that that timing was perfect or that they were ready to they were open to receiving yeah it could be so many other factors but i think it's always that we have this perception of when men finally get married that they done messing up or like they've messed up they done hoeing basically where someone may even done home but that's another topic But it's like that's not always the that's not always how it works for men. Sometimes men get married because they're ready, and I don't understand why we can't understand that. Like, I want to go off topic. Just a question for okay. you. Okay, go ahead. I know someone mm-hmm. who received some information about her friend's husband, <gasps> and say it. Say it. And the husband was on a dating site, oh. and the friend is it one of the dating sites that say the last time they exactly? I don't, I don't, don't I'm know. not sure. Okay. It was plenty of fish. I know the app. Okay. I don't know if that has I, that. I never used that. But, but the okay. point is, this person I know was like, do I tell my friend? And I said, why wouldn't you tell your friend? Mm-hmm. Someone has come to you with evidence that her husband mm-hmm. is on a dating site. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason the person knew that is because he was messaging her. Oh, oh so okay. So active. it ain't just okay. It's not like you it's saw old the profile. Oh, nope. You feel me? Got you. In the DMs, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, "What type of friend are you not to say anything?" Yeah. And I got this on from her and from others was like, "Well, you know, marriage is tricky." I said, "In what regard? What way is it tricky?" Yeah. Where you wouldn't mean- tell your friend that you consider a close friend. Mm-hmm. Well, what if she gets upset at me? So what? Yeah. Oh, well. So what? Oh, you, well. That's saying that she's upset at you. You know she's not really upset at you. She's hurt. Right. Right. And I, and you know what I mean? It was like, what if they have an open relationship? Then she'll tell you that. Then she'll, she'll say it's good and you go back to mind your business. Right. But the, thing, I, the thing that I got here that I thought was crazy was that the fact that it was a conversation of if that was just her boyfriend, she would tell him. What? But the fact that it's her husband made her go, but that's a marriage. I'm that's like, backwards. That's, I said, that's weird. <laughs> I said, because it's a marriage, right. I would, t- let me tell you. So, okay, I think the way that she's looking at it is that she's thinking. She's like, I don't want to ruin the marriage. It's a more delicate situation. The marriage right. is already ruined and your friends don't know it yet. <laughs> Potentially, right. 
And right. she didn't. Let me mm-hmm. just get to the to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. She wasn't aware, and there's some things that she had to figure out with her spouse. Right, right. But the point I'm saying is, just like I I know we're really off topic, but it made me think of that. Could you do that if you were married mm-hmm. and I and a person a friend came to me and said, "Isn't this Sydney's husband?" Mm-hmm. He sent me a message. You better tell me right I now. I don't care <laughs> how nervous you are. My right. first thought is send that to me. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing. Well, when do I say it? Because it was right before Thanksgiving. Who cares? It's never a good well, time to say it. let this turkey off the table. But All I need is hey. But it doesn't matter if it's a holiday or random weekend in right, June. Right. It's devastating if you're married. You find, and that's not the way y'all run your marriage. Right. To know that your husband is on some sort of dating site. Right? Right. right. I don't care if it was the day before Thanksgiving. You would have got a phone call from me and mm-hmm. said, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but I cannot keep this from you. Mm-hmm. This is what I have. Mm-hmm. This is the screenshot. Mm-hmm. How can I be supportive to you? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Like, right. period. Right. I think the only thing I would do differently, I wouldn't call. I'm popping up. Like, girl, come, we need to that talk. That too. <laughs> like, well, they have distance. But it would have, like, oh, I would have said it yeah. immediately. Yeah. And I just couldn't get it. Now we really have time. But, like, think about this, y'all. If your best friend, if your close friend, and you were told their partner was on a dating site, they are married. You know for a fact they do not have open marriage. That's mm-hmm. not how they get down. Mm-hmm. Could you feel comfortable not saying anything? No. I could not. I would feel like such a terrible friend. Yeah, I, yeah, no. I couldn't. I say something. And I thought it was crazy that that's then you felt touchy. Bad behavior. You felt you felt touchy because it was a marriage, but not touchy if that was if they were just together. Like if they were just boyfriend and girlfriend, you would immediately tell your friend, "Girl, you on the other side." To me, the fact that you're married. To me, means you should tell it even more because mm-hmm. it's a commitment. Because like, y'all are married. married, you are legally bound. Okay, legally and spiritually bound to one another. Let me tell you something. I don't even care if we're not friends. If you know I'm married to John Doe and John mm-hmm. Doe is also saying, send right. that to me. Let <laughs> right. me tell you something. I'll never allow that in my marriage. So if you see something like that, send it to me. Right. I don't care if we're not friends or not. Thank you, my sister. Do you have <laughs> screenshots? <laughs> Thank you. Right, right. I'll handle it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my People sister. People do get more mad when it's like a stranger coming to them. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Because at the end of the day, even if it was the other woman, mm-hmm. thank you for letting me know. I'll handle it. I really mm-hmm. don't have nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not bashing her. Whether she knew or didn't know, if she did know and she was doing it, she trashed. But that's not... Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, my husband engaged. I don't really care about her. Is my husband right. chose to be in that situation. Right. Thank you. Can you give me the proof? We're done. Boom. I'm going to handle it. Right. It wouldn't even matter if it was a stranger. Mm-hmm. Especially if someone had evidence. Mm-hmm. You got pictures of screenshots. Please send it to me. <laughs> right. And trust, I will handle the rest. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it just came up because it was like, we were really talking about this. And I was like going back and forth. And I really cannot understand the logic of how they're married. What does that mean? Yeah. He's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. I would think that's even more a reason to say it. I agree. I agree. And you know they don't have that type of marriage. Right. Yeah, especially if you know that they are not in an open relationship. But I get I don't know. I don't understand it. So I can't even like I can only think say what I think Maybe she was thinking to her hesitation, but I'm glad she said something. She didn't know. Oh wait, so how did she find out? The girl who told her, her told told the told the wife. Oh, uh, so she's like, well, I'm gonna circumvent you since you ain't saying nothing. I'm going to the source. Like, I I would have 
Because my whole thing is just like, so what did you find out you knew you never said anything? Then I'm friendship over. Yeah. That is not. Yeah. That is not friend code. Right. Then we really went on a tangent. But I was just so like mortified. Right. About that was when I remember that day I sent you that cheating article. Yeah. That's what we were, we were debating about it. And then uh, I, or then we was reading an article. Gotcha. And I sent it to you. People are crazy out here. Mm-hmm. That was that day. Gotcha. <laughs> There's this article. It was just basically. Men and why they cheat, and some reason why they cheated, and some of the reasons were so like I mean I'll never condone it, but some was like okay, like I can understand, I get that, and right. then some were like what? <laughs> like, it's in my blood. One said I don't know, I just did it. <laughs> one said I, if I was his wife, I'd be like I'm gonna need you to come up with a better reason than that. <laughs> one was like it made me, it makes me a better husband. Screw you, pal. <laughs> Screw you. And I'm like cutting scissors if y'all hear that. <laughs> Screw you for saying you cheating on me makes you a better husband. Yeah. I'll stab you. <laughs> it was like the most wild things. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's it was it was out there. <laughs> but <laughs> But I do think with hypermasculinity, I think that we've as women too been con so conditioned to accept and be okay with a lot of these behaviors that we don't correct other women when they support the behaviors. And I think if you're in a space of not wanting to continue that mm-hmm. trend, mm-hmm. I encourage you to just ask them why they think that. Like, mm-hmm. not in a challenging way, because, like, I've done it with friends of mm-hmm. all ages. I've done it with family. Yeah. Like, why do you think that? Just mm-hmm. to try to understand where they're coming from. And I'll give my two cents of like, I don't think you should continue that or, or I don't think way. that's a healthy way to think or a right. healthy way to carry. Right. I would encourage people if you challenge it, just ask why do you think that? Where did that come from? Because right. half the time, they don't really, really have a reason either. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, why this is why I This is how it goes. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you can't even articulate it. Mm-hmm. And I can say that some of that mess I used to say. Ooh, oh, yeah. Thank oh, God yeah. for growth. <laughs> the amen. Okay. But yeah, I definitely used to um, support hypermasculinity in some ways. And I had to learn better. Like, you learn better, you do better. But I think some people are so set in their ways that they don't even think that it's better. And I think they also don't think, like, they don't think there's something better. They don't think there's a problem. Right. To even say, why? I think that's a big thing. People mm-hmm. don't even see it as an issue. Right, right. Let right. alone, how do I fix that train of thought? Mm-hmm. They don't even see it as an issue. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because so many people still engage with it. Yeah. Male, women, men and women. They still mm-hmm. engage in it. Mm-hmm. It's still super normal. Like I feel like there's a lot more conversation about it now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But people still operate in it uh-huh. on the daily. Mm-hmm. And letting men get away with certain things that they shouldn't be able to get away with anymore. I be calling people out just of a why do you think that? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an easy way to start a dialogue. And you know what? It really frustrates me is when. <clears throat> um, man is consciously working on not being hyper masculine and a woman is holding him back like if a woman is like oh why you do that that's gay or to a man that sees nothing wrong with what he's doing and he's comfortable in his sexuality and 
Um, but a woman is challenging that. It's like, girl, you about to mess up a good one. Like, stop it. For guys, if a guy, if a man is in that situation, I encourage you to snippity snip. <laughs> These sisters don't hear it. Snippity all snip it. Do y'all hear that? <laughs> snippity snip. Because let me tell you something. Especially if you're not like in crazy love with them, mm-hmm. that's a red flag for y'all, men. Mm-hmm. If you're working on yourself mm-hmm. and you're dating someone. Who I just think is childish, so I'm gonna call it childish. Mm-hmm. Some of these thoughts, mm-hmm. especially the whole gay thing. Yeah, that's why I like with the woman that's the same age as us, and she has a three year old. That's why it kind of made me sad to hear her say that she doesn't want a man that cries because it's like you teaching your child this now, mm-hmm. and your child is definitely growing up in a different environment. But it would hurt me to now have this child with the same mentality as you. That's a word. So it's like you not only feel this problematic way, but now you passing your problematic ways on to the next generation. Which, like, come on, we gotta stop passing on this stuff. But that's why. But that's why I always say, having children is no joke. I think sometimes when you and my kids, people always think about the financial responsibility Mm -hmm. of children. But it's so much, and it's so much more than the financial. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I know parents are learning as they go along. you know i get that but i'm saying that but when you consciously have bad behaviors and you're reinforcing them on your kids that's when i have a problem i think parents most parents Mm -hmm. doing the best they can with their situation with the life that they have been given right definitely yeah as a person who has done the therapy or whatever Mm -hmm. it sees the power Mm -hmm. of where your issues lie, mm-hmm. which most of our issues lie with our childhood and parents mm-hmm. and family mm-hmm. members. Mm-hmm. So for me, because I'm at that place, mm-hmm. I know when I am ready to, one, when I'm ready to have children, I'll be very conscious, focused effort to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm doing my due diligence not to put any of my own yeah, stuff on the it's child. Like, and, it's, and honestly, it's, it's not like a conscious thing. Right. So you have to really be aware of your own crap to even yeah, be aware of it. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, being a parent can be tough if... Because kids I feel like sponges. They do. And, and they I can remember events with my parents that they don't remember. But for me, it was a big deal. It was deal. impactful. But for them, it was like, oh, I just said this and kept it moving. So that's why I'm like, I understand how a lot of it can just be... Um, unconscious. Most of it is. Right. You're not th- you know what I mean? Like I said, most of the time I think parents do the best they can mm-hmm. with where they are. Yeah. Whether they plan for a child, didn't plan for a child. Right. I believe absolutely. they're absolutely trying to do their best. Most right. parents are. Right. Right. But all I'm saying is things happen. Yeah. And I just That's why for me. And acknowledging. I think that's the part. As a parent, acknowledging how your behaviors could affect the next generation. That's all. And then once you learn, now re-teaching your child. I know I may have done this in the past, but I was not going about it the right way. Like, I would be like, mommy messed up. This how I should have done it. You know, like, you have to start the process of reteaching them when you learn better so that then they can do better too. And they don't have that now trauma to pass on to how many other people. Sure. <laughs> but I think we kind of covered everything. I think we just talked about a lot of things. <laughs> we did. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. This was like okay. the barbershop. 
it felt like. <laughs> yeah. We kind of started a place, went to the house, came back, went to the house, came back. Just like <laughs> barbershop chat. <laughs> right, right. That's true. Um, so, guys, we have another giveaway coming up this week that um, you guys have a good chance at winning. So, please pay attention to our social media this week. Of course, like I said before, pay attention for our question um, of the week. If you have any topic suggestions, anonymous stories, questions, whatever, email them to us at goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.